What's the most exciting and most watched sport in the United States? If you said anything else but football, you lose. Welcome to the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Nothing's more exciting than college or pro football. And when we say football, we don't mean soccer. Oh, no. We'll hang, we'll give you in-depth analysis, and you know what? Football and life have a lot in common. So you'll hear us tackle life topics sometimes, too. So let's do it. This is the Air Raid Attack Podcast. And here we go, here we go. And this is your host, Air Raid Mike. What's up, guys? It's been a while since I've been behind the mic. It's yours truly, Air Raid Mike, the host of the Air Raid, po- Air Raid Attack Podcast, your home of the unscripted, unfiltered, 100% authentic. We have a fun show for you tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking some SEC football and, of course, Missouri Tigers. And I know, you know, it's entertaining even when you're not diving into the conversation with a certain individual of, of a certain fan base that we made, I probably you know, talk about here later on in the show, but it's actually kind of quite interesting how uh, the fan bases uh, will attack one another just really for no reason, even though Missouri and Oklahoma hasn't seen each other in, what, 10 years now? So anyway, not saying it's OU, but come on, guys, be better. Uh, without further ado, let's introduce to you our today's guest. She is the co-host of the Mizzou That's Who on Case SN. And without further ado, let's introduce Miss Maggie Johnson. Miss Maggie, how are you tonight? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. That was an awesome intro. I hey, was like, I, when it came on and I was like jamming kind of behind the scenes. So. Well, I'm kind I of was glad. like, not ex- I wasn't expecting it. So I was like, oh my gosh, that was cool. No, I appreciate that. I, you know, <laughs> um, for all you that you don't know, if you're not, if you don't ever watch a live show or preview the live shows or whatever, you know, check us out on YouTube. That's where she's talking about. So, um, no, it's, uh, you know, honor of having you on. I know you're pretty busy um, yourself. Of course, you know, college football, you know, I would say, has kicked into full gear. But it definitely has now because conference play, for the most part, across the country, officially started last week for many. And so, uh, you know, tell us, first of all, before we go into the conference of the Missouri Tigers and their hot start so far, tell the listeners out there a little about yourself and the Mizzou that's who on KCSN. Yeah. Um, so I'm a Mizzou grad. I graduated a little bit ago. Don't want uh, y'all to do the math on it, but I'm sure you could figure it out if you really wanted to. Um, but yeah, I was there when uh, Mizzou was in the Big 12. So I've got a lot of experience with um, OU fans, got a lot of friends that are OU fans. So it is oh, a yeah. fun, a fun rivalry. I'm actually, I grew, I spent a few years living in Southwest Missouri and there are a lot of OU fans in Southwest Missouri. Uh like it's not too far from like the Tulsa fan base. Right. There's a lot, you know, a lot of OU fans in Tulsa, obviously. So I, I grew up with OU fans, and it's a great rivalry. If you 
some people get kind of upset when you say rivalry because they're like, oh, it's not really a rivalry. We whoop your butts all the time. So I, right. yeah, I get that, whatever. But yeah, I, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma State fun. fans, they know what we're talking about. I mean, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. That's what I feel like I hear from like, you know, oh, you Oklahoma State all the time. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so I do a podcast called Mizzou. That's who on the KC Sports Network. They're, they cover Chiefs a lot. It's a big mm-hmm. Chiefs network. But uh, we also cover K State. K-State's a massive college um, coverage for them. They cover KU, Royals, Sporting KC, anything you could really think of in the Kansas City Network, they cover. So I'm over here in St. Louis. Uh, I do the podcast with Gabe Diarmond, who is our our rivals, our rivals coverage guy, kind of like Parker, and um, Tucker Franklin, who's based in Kansas City. So it's a great, fun podcast. I, it's my second season doing it. Really have enjoyed it. I'm glad they asked me to do it. And I'm honored that you asked me to do this podcast with you. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully other OU fans, you know, are listening and can see that I'm a normal person. I'm not so bad. So. You know, that's one thing that uh, social media has absolutely have done is changed how we think about people. And, uh, you know, just because we say one thing after another, it's like, oh, this person's hideous. And, you know, man, truthfully, so they may be behind closed doors, too. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, be kind of like, wow, that person on, on, on Mike's show or your show or anybody else's show doesn't really matter what podcast you're looking They're actually cool people. It's like, yeah, it's called if you actually get to know somebody and, and chit-chat. You don't have to chit-chat about everything. But My favorite's just like, they say one thing, they're like, you don't know ball. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, we just literally talked for like 30 seconds on like one thing about a pair of gloves. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly like, I don't, really, I don't know if that really has anything to do with knowing ball or not. But. Yeah, I know exactly. Uh, you know, and that's and real quick, that's interesting. You know, and for any of you, it's like, what is that doing talking about? There's a recruit out there if you haven't been watching um, that's committed to Missouri, top player in the, in the country. But I saw I know what you're talking about, because Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it now, even if you don't. Uh, even now, follow, if you don't follow people, you still get uh, a lot of people's feed. And, you know, I really don't think much into those gloves things. I, I don't really, I just don't care. Now, whether or not that means something for him, cool. I mean, if he wants to try to get social media platform, cool. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, my thing about recruiting, it's a tough one. I know that NIL plays a lot into it now. But um, I always say, wait till they sign a daughter line. It's just, and a lot of these great players, they don't turn out to be much hot stuff in college too. So, I mean, Rankings are cool. I like it, but it's just you really got to let them plan out and pan out in their college season. And I mean, you really don't know what's going to happen. I'm I'm not a recruit. I'm in my 30s. OK, right. I'm not sure. tweeting at I've never been a, somebody <laughs> a email that's tweeting at high yep. school boys. I think that's weird. People do what do what you want to do. I'm not going to tell anybody what they can do. It's just not for me. So. I'm not going to tweet at anybody about a pair of gloves. But I'm just also one of those people. I'm like, he's 17, 18 years old. If he wants to wear a pair of OU gloves, he wants to wear a pair of Nebraska gloves. I know he was wearing some of those. I'm just like, do what you want to do. You have them. Do it. Do I know if he's going to be a Missouri Tiger come December? No. I just know that he's committed to Missouri. So I just just trust that that's what he's going to do. Now, we've seen – I'm going to go back to like Luther Burden. I know Luther mm-hmm. Burden was committed to OU and now he plays for Mizzou, but I've seen players leave Mizzou and go play at other places. So you just don't know what's going to happen. It's still early. There's still 
what are, what are we in? Like we're end of September now. There's mm-hmm. still two and a half months until signing day. So anything can happen. I hope he's a Missouri Tiger because our defensive line, all the help that it can get all the time. <laughs> Everybody wants a five-star recruit. Every, well, of course. Anybody yeah. that says that they don't, they're lying to themselves. So Yeah. I mean, any, again, you're right. Anybody that says, well, we don't really, you know, it don't matter. Yes, it does. We but don't need them. Yes, exactly. you do. Yeah, you do. Trust <laughs> yes, me. You do. Paul, I mean, as much as our defense has absolutely drastically improved, even though for the exception of Cincinnati, we really haven't played anybody. But still, you've seen a huge improvements on the field. Everybody's still going to need a number one player and, and the number two and three and any five-star, heck, even four-star, but definitely five-star if you're out here. I'm sure no offense to them. The University University of Illinois would love to have a five-star defense alignment. I mean, come on. So, Well, look how good Illinois' defense was last mm -hmm. year. And then everyone's like, oh, they're going to be pretty decent this year. And then they go to Kansas and just get absolutely murdered. I mean, destroyed. And they're going to probably have a top five, top ten draft pick. So, on the defensive side. So, I mean... Yeah, anybody that says that they don't want a player like that, they're out of their mind. You're out of your mind. <laughs> out of your you'll mind. Be going <laughs> to the mental health hospital. No. Um, so with, let's go to Missouri. And real quick, I mean, again, I go showed you right back to rankings. Real quick, OU fans, Brent Rawls. I'm sure none of you probably know who the God's group I'm talking about. I'm 35. Uh, I'm dating myself on that one. Best player out of Louisiana, White. White was five. I would say he was a – oh, my God. Either the class of 04 or class of 05. Anyway, the best quarterback came out of uh, Louisiana and obviously never started at Oklahoma. And it was, needless to say, he uh, – I think he eventually went to Louisiana Tech. I don't know what he's doing now. Um, as long as he's not sell- – I can't think of the guy's name that was selling, that was getting money from the dealership. Rhett Bomar. Um, as long as you're not Rhett Bomar, you'll be perfectly fine. So, <laughs> without further ado um, – Let's talk some Missouri football course. Uh, I will say, you know, I haven't watched all the games except for the exception of Kansas. thought that was a phenomenal game. Crazy ending. I, it was the best game on that weekend. Probably. Oh, my like, God, yeah. I mean, I we you know, we had Tulsa, who would we do? And um, <laughs> so that was by far the best weekend of the game. I ain't going to lie. I thought you guys coughed it off. I'm like, well, Missouri screwed this one up. But anyway, obviously I lost that one too. <laughs> going on a 4-0 start. What's your thoughts on Missouri as you guys approach conference play this week against Vanderbilt? But uh, what have you liked and what have you not liked out of your Tigers, even though they are 4-0 and ranked 23rd in the country? So it's kind of funny. Um, the the offense is actually the shining star right yep. now. And the defense has been not not terrible, but they're kind, they've kind of kept us in – the offense is what's kept us in the game or won us the games. Right. And the, the the defense has kind of, you know, kept the opposing team in the game. And you would have thought that it would have been the opposite going into the season. I mean, that's at least what I thought it was going to be. I thought the defense was the games were going to be a little bit lower scoring. And they've kind of been not super high scoring games. But I at least thought that it, they would be, you know, even, even lower. <laughs> Last year, I think we were scoring around 17 points a mm-hmm. game um almost every game so I thought it would be opposite of that um so I've been very proud of Brady Cook I think he's just absolutely shined and the first couple of games were really tough but we needed those two games to keep the playbook closed a little bit leading into leading into K-State 
And honestly, it benefited us. And it was funny. We, we did the podcast leading up into K-State and we got so many comments on that podcast from we'll we'll talk some fan bases here in a little bit. That's a, that's a crazy <laughs> that's one of the mm, interesting fan bases. But hmm. they we we talked about all of these these role players that we have, like Luther Burden, and they all knew about Luther Burden, but we talked about all of these other ones and they were just like, No, 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 you don't know anything, you this and that, and blah 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 blah. And then after they were like, well, we didn't know you had all these players and we didn't know this. And we're like, what do you mean? We told you. (laughs) We literally, you watched our podcast or you listen to our podcast. We told you about all these players. But no, like Cody Schrader has been like amazing. He leads the SEC in rushing yards. He's, um, yeah, he has 403 rushing yards. Um, I'm trying to see how many, uh, uh, I think he has like three touchdowns. Not very many touchdowns, but the touchdowns are really spread out. We have wide receivers that, like Luther Burden, only has a few, yeah. only has a few touchdowns. But in um, in last Saturday's game, he had ten catches for 177 yards and zero touchdowns. But when you're when you're getting 177 yards and if you have zero touchdowns, I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm not, not upset well, no, at you. You're still producing regardless, even even if you're not in the end zone. Exactly. If somebody else <laughs> is getting in the end zone, you're still. It doesn't matter. Like touchdowns aren't everything, and if you're spreading the wealth, nobody nobody cares. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way that they're they're doing everything, there's they're they're they just play such like a it's such a well-oiled machine. And they're all so happy for each other. Every single time Cody Schrader scores, or every single time a new player scores, Marquise Johnson, he's a freshman, had a 76-yard touchdown against Memphis the other day. And the first person that congratulates him is is Luther Burden. So you just like love to see that from those guys. And I'm I couldn't be prouder of the way that they're playing. Now, do I know I know it's gonna get harder. Obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, K-State's great competition. I think they're still mm-hmm. probably going to end up in the top four in the Big 12. I'd be shocked if yep. if they're not. I think it's going to be, you know, Texas, OU, K-State, um, likely maybe maybe Kansas. I, I think Kansas loses to all three of those teams. Oh, well, no. Oh, you guys don't play them. Um, I know they play Texas and K-State. They don't play you guys. Yeah, because one um, thing that I know that we I was glad about – that OU does not play Kansas State. I think I that know. was excellent for us, even though it's kind of sad to see just because it's our final year in the Big 12. You kind of have, have to, lost to them three of the last four. I'm it, pretty exactly. sure. <laughs> so I'm kind of, you know, yeah, you know, but it doesn't mean we may not lose to Central Florida, it may not, yeah. or BYU, but. but oh, anyway, you guys no. could play him in the, you guys could play him mm-hmm. in the, in the championship. I mean, you never know. Game. That, I mean, that obviously depends on how that Texas U game plays out. But I mean, give us three points. I mean, it'll be no. way better than last year. As long as Dylan, <laughs> we're in the same situation as we are last year. As long as Dylan Gabriel this time doesn't get hurt, or and in this case, aspect uh, concussion protocol, we'll be per- I believe we'll be perfectly fine for Texas. And I'm not sitting out here, Longhorn fans, and saying that we're going to win. It gives us a better chance to beat Texas. Texas yeah. is beatable. They bear. I mean, they beat Alabama and played a real game, but we realized that might not have been big of a win after all because Alabama's struggling that with their whole identity. But anyway, they were a little um, hungover last week too. Yeah, who they did were. they? Uh, Wyoming. Did they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they, they, they curb stomped Baylor, and then yeah. they were a little they were a little hungover from the hungover from that win. I don't know, but yeah, I'm. I think Vandy. I think we play Vandy this week. We um. Now I'm not sure if AJ Swan is playing. He's their quarterback, who's a pretty decent, but he's um, been plagued with some injuries, and they haven't said if he's playing yet. So that'll be interesting to see if he plays. I'm. It's always I always have mixed emotions on if I 
want teams at full strength or if I don't. Well, and <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and that's a good. I mean, that's a great you know kind of point because you know you're looking at Vanderbilt. I get it. It's built. I mean, I, I would imagine Missouri should walk into Nashville this week and on Saturday and, and really should handle business, I would hope, um, for you guys. But, you know, you're looking at the schedule. I mean, it doesn't get any easier. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that the SEC is easy because definitely not. And I think and I wish some of the OU fans would realize that coming next year. But you got LSU um, in Columbia. That should be an interesting game. But, you know, mm-hmm. you go to Lexington with Kansas, uh, Kentucky. <laughs> you go. You know, you those know, basketball schools, they exactly. all run together. <laughs> hey, let's get a basketball matchup here. Uh, you guys, mm-hmm. you know, Spencer Rattler comes to Columbia. At least please. But you go to Georgia. You guys, uh, home against Tennessee, home against Florida, and then finish off the regular season at Arkansas. The home games are, I mean, the whole schedule remains schedule stuff. The home game stretch is pretty daunting. You know, you got mm-hmm. LSU, South Carolina is going to be a is a pretty better team this year, um, even though Spencer's kind of here and there at times. Tennessee and Florida. <clears throat> of course, I mean, again, you, you guys should handle Vanderbilt quite on. Is there any on that on that stretch that, I mean, obviously Georgia, we all would assume that we don't see Missouri winning, but anything's happened. Georgia? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's going to be tough, but tough. anything's possible. You look at that rest of that schedule, it sounds like a dumb question. Who do you guys think you can beat? Well, hopefully everybody, but we know that's not realistic. Is right. there is there any game where you can think that Missouri may have a chance against? Mm-hmm. And if so, who would that be? Or if there's so I I put us at eight and four at the beginning of the season. And that was before I thought that our offense was better. Like before I knew our offense was better. So I still think that we lose because I'm gonna. I know I'm gonna have some Mizzou listeners on here too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I still have us losing to um, to LSU and Georgia, likely Tennessee, right. and then probably. I mean, I had in there. I don't remember actually who I had in there. I think I had Arkansas as the last loss, just because it's um, in Fayetteville on like. KJ Jefferson's like senior night and I'm mm-hmm. you know and that's a that's a weird one but Arkansas is not as good as I thought that they were maybe going to be so their no. defense is eh. <laughs> very not good so <laughs> I mean they bless Barry Odom like he's in zoo alum and I love him and I know mm-hmm. he's at UNLV now but he, you know we left him with not very much stuff very much to work with so yeah. um yeah that's it's just like a hmm, it's a struggle so and I don't know I haven't gotten to watch Arkansas like play a lot just because like I have Mizzou season tickets and September is always hard because most of your games are at home. And then we also had this game in St. Louis. So I had that and yeah, just kind of a mess, but this weekend I'll get to watch a lot more football. So that might help me out a little bit more. I think with, I think with Florida, I think we can beat Florida at Mizzou in November. Florida struggles in the in the cold mm-hmm. weather at Mizzou in November games. They just have since we've been in the SEC. I don't know what it is, but I also just think with Mizzou being better and like they scored 22 points against Charlotte this week. Yep. And I actually I I'm in a I'm actually in a pick'em league with OU fans. Oh um, Lord Jesus. I, I know. Um I'm in first place, by the way. Just throwing that out there right now. Um oh, and no, I picked Charlotte. Better. I picked Charlotte to cover because I just don't think that Florida Florida's very up and down for me. And I just didn't think that they were going to score very many points. And I was right. So I'm not sold on Florida yet. Just like I'm not really sold on Tennessee. But 
Tennessee is still Tennessee for me. They can still put up a lot of points. So yeah, I and they've put up a lot of points on Mizzou the past two mm. years, like fifty six or something both years. So not been I, good for us. I agree with you on on. I agree with you on Florida, and, and simply because I still believe and I said it on the previous show. Whoever I had on previous show on college football. Um. Oh, uh, Herbert Raj. And um, I still think Billy uh, Napier is going to be fine at the end of the year. He just, I know he had that hot streak in Louisiana Lafayette, or Lafayette now, I guess is what you call him, or Louisiana is what you call him. But still, he just, it's, I, w- I know you can't, I know he said, well, I wish these coaches, I wish we kind of realized what the competition is. Yeah, you can go from here, from another. We see that a lot. I mean, look at uh, Scott Frost at Nebraska, even though Central Florida fans will see you here on the 21st of October. You guys still in the national champions of 2017 or whatever year that was. That's not that's not realistic. You guys, congrats on beating Auburn in the in the bowl game, but you guys aren't national. Um, but I don't give and even if that was OU, I would still see you saying it makes no sense. Um, but anyway, so I think he's on the hot seat. I think he's going to have to win a lot of games, and I don't know if that's I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like either. But I think I'm with you on that. I think that could be the final nail in the coffin. Not nothing against Missouri. I mean, those are games I'm sure if you go down the Gainesville, they're talking, well, we should beat Missouri. Well, should and could is, is two and is two different things. But um, I think, you know, if I think you guys could be the nail in the coffin that could, uh, you know, they had a great game against Tennessee, but I mean, that's one game deal too. So I don't know. I, I'm with you on that one. I think Missouri, I think I think Florida. You know, I could see that cold weather, especially in November, late in late into November, that could definitely be a um, interesting, interesting one. Of course, and you know, health issues down the road for both teams. You know, injuries and all this, that, and something else. So, one thing that helps, um, you know, that helps them out. Maybe Missouri gets struck with something. Hopefully, not for you guys. Anything. I think another another win when the I can see for us, um, especially at home, would be the South Carolina game. And I know people every time, every year, people are like, oh, Mizzou's not going to be South Carolina. <laughs> and and then we do. And people, and then I tell people this, and they're like, wait, what? Yep. And they don't think about this. We've now beat South Carolina four years in a row. And they don't, they don't know that. They're just like, wait, wow. you have? Like, and so obviously two of those have been in Columbia and two of those have been in, well, they've all been in well, Columbia, right? but um, two of them have been in South Carolina and two of them have been here. And like last year, the score, I think we beat them like 24 to 10. So we didn't score a lot of points, but it was a pretty do- like dominating performance. We held, held the, had the ball, I would say most of the game. It, it was never close. It was right. never a close game. And it's very frustrating to South Carolina fans, obviously, because they can't figure out a way to beat us. And I mean, it's possible that they could come back and, you know, beat us this year, but coming into coming into Columbia, Missouri, and having to beat us this year on it's our homecoming game in a year that we've been selling more tickets than we have before. And it's in a year that we're starting out hotter than we have before. Mm-hmm. We might, you know, we might lose to LSU, but if we go into Kentucky and we can win that game, hopefully then at that point we only have one loss. That game will likely be sold out then, so it'll be rowdy again. I mean, that'll be a hard environment for South Carolina, most definitely. So I can see us winning that game. Yeah, I think it would be hard for them, for for any team to come into that environment and win. So I could see us eventually, you know, being, I guess, what would that be? Three, four, five six six and one going into that game mm-hmm. so 
I mean, that would be amazing for, for, um, you know, Mizzou season. But I mean, I was going through and looking at um, big game boomers. Uh, you know, he does those like, what, like post the schedule. Yep. And he's like, what is Mizzou's going to be? And it's like everybody being like three and three and nine, three and nine, three and nine, four and eight, three and nine. Oh, they're not going to win eight, three and nine. Oh, and 12. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, well, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy because it's people don't do any research whenever they whenever no. they look at those things. And like I knew that Mizzou that Mizzou was top top ten in returning efficiency in both offense and defense. Like mm-hmm. I knew that because I felt like I follow Mizzou. But most people are just like, oh well, they lost all they lost all of these games last year. So they're obviously gonna lose all of these games again. <laughs> like that's like how all their yeah. minds work. But it's like, oh, you lost lost the same amount of games, but you it's still OU. Like they're like in my mind, I'm like, just because they lost all these games last year, they're likely not gonna lose all those games again. This like that's just not how that's not how football typically is. It, everything is it's all moving parts, you know. It, Unless you're the University of Connecticut, then you know yeah, it's, the then, same. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same for every year. Just yeah, mark yeah. one and eleven or whatever. Yeah, typically, unless yeah, unless that happens, you, you that might be true. Or like Virginia, or I'm sorry, if I do have a friend that a big bird dance, so hopefully this. Um, but yeah, so in case you're that, but then also like with Mizzou too, it's like so many of the games we played last year were one possession losses, and they were if if anybody watched any of them, they were maddening. Like the Auburn game, um, our two-time semifinal Groza semifinalist missed a twenty, I think a twenty-five-yard chip shot to win the game, and then in overtime we fumbled on the one-yard line, and then in the Kentucky game we got a roughing the punter thirty-nine yards behind, or yeah, behind the line of scrimmage, and then they got the ball back and fifteen yards because it was roughing the punter. And then, you know, the NCAA changed the rule this year mm-hmm. <laughs> because of that, yep. because of the Mizzou game. They were like, oh yeah, well that probably shouldn't be a rule. So we're going to change it to five yards since that, that is an asinine rule. So it was well, like all these things happened that they were la- that were just completely ridiculous and could have easily been, Mizzou could have easily been eight and, f- eight and four, eight and four instead of, you know, six and seven or, you know, whatever. And we just didn't, you know, we didn't execute. Well, no, and you're right, because I'm looking through from last year, you know, you guys lost to Auburn overtime by three, lost to the eventual national champions in Columbia by four. four. That's pretty impressive. And we were winning the entire game. Exactly. We were winning the entire game. You know, going to Gainesville, losing by a touchdown and uh, losing to um, Kentucky by four. And, of course, Tennessee was just a blowout. I mean, so, I mean, right there in itself, there's, what, three – so instead of six and seven, you're what seven, four, eight and four, seven, mm-hmm. yeah, something like that, mm-hmm. seven and five, eight and four. So in the Florida just, game, the Florida game, yeah. um, they actually missed a really big and it's funny because as as a as a Mizzou fan, like I see this and maybe the, the Florida fans like didn't see this, but there was a really big um hand or I hands to the face call that wasn't called on a on a fourth and two that should have been called and AR ran for like 30 yards. And instead, should have been a penalty called back. They would have punted. And then they scored on the next play. So, like, you know, they won by a touchdown. So, it's, like, little things like that that are just, you know, they're, they're daggers to that, but that people don't see. And instead, they're just like, oh, you guys went six and seven. You're terrible. 
you're probably going to go, you're probably going to go six and six or four and eight or three and nine, because I'm looking at your record from last year. It's just crazy. It's just crazy to me. People don't really, you know, and I get it because I would probably look at Arizona state or I would probably look at, you know, North Texas or somebody that I don't follow and be like, Oh, that's your record. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably go similar. <laughs> well, no, it's the truth. I mean, I mean, look at the good Big Twelve days. It was always Baylor, always like three and nine or three and yeah, three and nine every year or two and ten stuff like that. So, no, I mean, look at Oklahoma, same as Missouri from last year. I mean, a lot of one possession losses, for the exception of TCU and 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 Texas. Both of those were rightfully beatings, but the rest of them. I mean, the rest of the uh, and even we barely, you know, we lost by a few points to Florida State, but you know, here and there and everywhere is a whole lot different. But um, We'll see. I mean, we'll see where Missouri goes. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, sticking with Missouri real quick. Obviously, you know, if anybody out there hasn't really paid attention, you've definitely missed a whole lot, which I don't know how you would have missed any of this. Oklahoma, Texas is going to the SEC in 24, which is not 25 like they originally thought. But uh, what is your thoughts on the reuniting of Missouri, Texas A&M again with Missouri, with, with Oklahoma and Texas? But uh, how does it feel getting at least – you know, OU and Texas in the SEC. And from your aspect, I know it's a little different being a former Big 12 member now of the SEC, but uh, what does OU and Texas bring to the table from your point of view and uh, how would they fare in the SEC? I've said from the very beginning, I think that um, OU joining the joining the SEC is like the best move that OU could have made. I think it does nothing oh, but absolutely. benefit. I think it does nothing but benefit OU. Yep. Like nothing. It's going to, because what OU can do now is say, because I think OU was getting good recruits before, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting good recruits in the big 12. Now they can say, and now we're playing against the best competition. Exactly. So now come play. Now we have more money. Now you get to compete against the best. Like I, it does nothing but benefit OU. So I think it was a great move for OU. I'm glad, like, obviously playing against OU is going to be like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's not like. Welcome much. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I am excited though. I do have so many like good OU like fan friends. So I am excited to like have everybody like OU people like back in Columbia and like to go to Norman because I do like spending time with them. And I am excited for that. Like it is, it is a good, like great nostalgia. It really is because how, how many years were Mizzou and OU together? It was like a very long time. Okay. So I am excited. I am excited about that. I think it'll be good for football. I think it'll be fu- a fun rivalry again. So I think that'll be great. And I'm glad we're playing OU first. I'm and especially like in Como. I think that'll be super. Yeah, Texas. Looking- I could take them or leave them. <laughs> Let's be honest. And here, and I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna give Texas any credit. Um, friend, uh, Lacey from the Laced Up podcast. If you're listening, oh, I like sure. her. She's yeah, she's amazing. She was on here time flies right before college football started. So what, July ish? But a phenomenal uh, chick. Um, those are stuff, by the way. Her leper Texas. It's sad, but it's 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 <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, hopefully, we be in the show. But anyway, um, but no, I mean. And I go belly up on what she said as well is I think Texas and Oklahoma is going to benefit. I know I would keep saying, you know, one thing that people have to remember is the fact that Texas is, in my opinion, is a re- 
is the original reason why the Big 12 disbanded to begin with back in, what, 2012? And um, because they had that Longhorn Network, which never really panned out to be anything. Just 10 long years that they had to, you know, had to have it, I guess. But, you know, never panned out to be anything. But that's really why the Big 12 disbanded. And, you know, of course, then Texas A&M, supposedly somebody from Texas A&M flirted out, oh, Oklahoma and Texas is going, which regardless if that was true or not at the time, who really knows? But if it wasn't true, hey, got Oklahoma and Texas in the in the, uh, the SEC. So, I mean, I guess an Aggie did something great. But, um, but uh, you know, I wish we played them last next year. But anyway, no, it's going to be fun going back to Columbia um, for Oklahoma next year. And, you know, and, but going back to going going back to what you said, though, is, you know, and for Oklahoma, it's a sales pitch. I mean, Texas, yeah, it's Texas. You can do what you want. You get the resources and something else. And Oklahoma is about the same, probably different aspects from some different views here and there. But, you know, it goes back to what you said. I mean, Oklahoma's like, hey, if you want to be, the, you know, if you want to play legit, Again, best against the best. I mean, here here's your chance. I mean, your home games. I'm looking at the schedule right now. Is 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 Alabama? Then you got South Carolina, which I really really hope Spencer Rattler's there. Um, Tennessee, <laughs> of course, neutral site with Texas, which that ain't gonna ever change. And of course, the road games is Auburn, LSU, Missouri, Ole Miss. So, <laughs> welcome to the SEC, Oklahoma. But but um, yeah, you guys got man. way harder schedule than Texas. I remember when those popped up on the screen. And immediately I was like, well, I, I don't remember if OU's or Texas came up first, but who was ever come up first? I was like, oh, shoot. And I want to say it was OU's, but I could be wrong. It may have been OU's. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they got the really hard one. And I just remember your guys is being way harder. And I was like, oh, my God, why is Texas is like and not that Texas is easy because nobody's schedule is easy. No. But I just remember there's being like way easier than yours. And I was like. Okay, somebody wrote somebody a check because that was not a fair fair schedule. And maybe people like look at, oh, oh, you get to go to Mizzou. That's like quite easy. I don't know. I don't know how people. But the only, I will say the only thing I was disappointed was that we did not play Arkansas first. Yeah. I really, really was hoping that we would have Arkansas. They're, but they probably, I don't know. It's Arkansas is such a weird team. Like they. Mm-hmm. They have sat here for 10 years and said that Mizzou is not their rival, which is like so to me because they talk about <laughs> us like nonstop on Twitter. But they still sit here and think that like Texas is their biggest rival, mm-hmm. which is still crazy to me, too. So I don't know. Is that who they play? They play Texas first? Yeah, they get Texas. and uh, But it's Georgia. so crazy because they just played they just well, played Texas. The, no, you're right. And, and the fact that I'm also kind of interested, I like to have – you know, the commissioner on, which won't ever happen. But I like to figure out whoever makes up the, the schedules, what was the procedure? That Because I'm not for sure if you knew this or not. We were actually scheduled to play Georgia this year, the second week of September. Mm-hmm. Instead, we ended up with um, SMU. And so, um, but the next year, you know, Georgia gets Texas and we get Alabama. I like to know why we didn't get Georgia first, simply because theoretically, they were on our schedule for this year, and I think we returned it next year because we have Michigan in 25. So I would like to know what, why we didn't get Georgia. I mean, it's no big deal. We had, I mean, Alabama's cool too. Hey, come on. But when did um, they can When did they cancel that game? Because I also thought it was it was, was weird that they kept the Texas Alabama games, but cool. then they canceled your game or your game because we made that. When was the official announcement? I want to. Right before the official announcement is when they canceled it. So it wasn't summer of 2021, right? Correct. So then why didn't they? I wonder why they didn't cancel. 
the Alabama, the Alabama, Texas. Well, I mean, money. (laughs) Well, yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, instead of, you know, they had Ball State, we had SMU. I mean, our game, unfortunately, was actual game, but. And SMU's a good team. I am not knocking what, what they've done mm-hmm. so far. But <clears throat> but anyway, even though the ACC is – but um, I don't know. I mean, we're – hey, I, I'm glad we got Alabama, um, Herbert Raj. Hopefully things work out where we can do a collab on-site uh, podcast. But, you know, um, you know, I got season tickets too, and I'm glad because it hooks into next year. So you better get your tickets, people, if you want to go to the SEC because I can guarantee you're not going to get them anytime soon after this year yeah is it easy to still get season tickets there (laughs) i hate saying this maggie they're really struggling to get them this year they're really struggling i don't know if that has i mean obviously i get the the financial issues from a lot of families and this that some of us i totally get that and i'm not knocking that by any means inflation has a lot to do with i'm sure to the unknown you know but i really believe a lot of people still on the fence line with brent venables and after what happened last year with six and seven i think a lot of people is really if I'm going to pour money into this thing, I need to see yeah. year two's results. I mean, I don't want to spend, you know, and they ain't. depends on where you're sitting. I mean, obviously they're expensive, but I mean, again, you're really good seats. That's not on the lower levels, not bad view either. And they're not too bad, but I just think a lot of people is uncertain with this Oklahoma program. And even this year, I mean, Brent Rivals led up to all the way up to kickoff on the opening week and Hey, get your season tickets now and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I'm sure a lot has to do with it. I think a lot has to do with last year's product on that field. And I think some people have to realize when you lose 30% to transfers or to Southern California, you're going to have a piss poor team. I mean, let's just be real. You lose your (laughs) practically your whole offense all followed, you know, Mario Williams and Caleb and your coaching staff. Um, (laughs) And then, (laughs) you know, some of your defensive players to Southern Cal and, other universities and so on and so forth. Anybody's going to be bad. I mean, he got yeah. lucky that we went sick. But at the same time, give Brent Brimble's props. I mean, props. I mean, he could have been 10 and 2, too. So with a really, really different team. So yeah. if the worst you go in your in a year like that is you make a bowl game, I mean, the Missouri fan of me is like, it could be way worse. Like, <laughs> welcome to our world. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, for sure. I, it's funny because, like, the worst – <clears throat> I can't even remember. Like, I feel like four wins is like the worst. I can remember us going like maybe in like a Barry four wins in a Barry Odom year. Yeah, maybe. And that was like 2015, maybe when like all that stuff happened on mm-hmm. campus and it wasn't even like a football. We just had like a bunch of things go on on campus. Um, <laughs> and if people can look that up on their own, but yeah, we just, <laughs> I'm not talking about it on here, but yeah, we had a, like a lot of stuff going. And but that's like the worst I can remember. So when anybody ever tells us like, "Oh, you guys are gonna go two and ten or three, three and nine, I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Whatever." Yeah. So I mean, six and seven, people will be fine. You know, you'll recover, bounce back. But no, season tickets—they're a big investment. I I buy two. Like I don't I don't go in with anybody on them. I just buy right. two myself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a it's like a massive investment. You know, I just always well, take, it, yeah, it take is somebody else with me, but. Long term, I'm like, it's still like a good, I don't know. I just think about it. It's like, I want to know that I have them for, Yep. like I'm, I'm bought in. So nobody, they can't take them away from me. <laughs> it's like, well, no, you're right. Absolutely. But they, so Mizzou started doing this thing that's pretty cool, like in our upper deck. And maybe this is, this was probably a ploy to get people to buy. But in our upper, upper deck, they do um this like, 
not not a premium um, all inclusive, but kind of like a family like all inclusive. So you can you get like unlimited like sodas, like hot dogs and popcorn if you buy your season tickets up there. So it makes it more affordable for families to be able to buy season tickets. I think that's like pretty cool. But it's only up in like the 300s. There's only only one side has that. Now, I've never been to Columbia, so I can't really sit there and say, oh, I know that stadium or what you're talking about. Um, Is there just one upper deck? Yeah. On one side, um, we did. We got two on our side. We did renovations in like 20, 2015, 2016, um, just on one side. Cause we have like the press box on one side and then the other side has like an upper deck. And then we did like South end zone renovations. Um, Cause you know, we have obviously have the rock M. Right. So then we did the renovations on the, on the South end zone. So it made our, in, or our stadium used to hold like 76,000 and then we did renovations. So it holds less people now, but it's nicer. So when people are like, oh, your stadium doesn't hold very many people. Well, it's like luxury, though. <laughs> like the, the suites cares? are. Yeah. I'm like, it, it's like way nicer. <laughs> it's whatever. I got a random question. If you don't know the answer to it, I'm not going to say why. I'll, I'll tell you off air. Uh, <laughs> because I probably could. Um, if anybody actually listens from OU. Um, and who knows? Maybe they do. But I'll ask off air. Does Missouri. Uh, no, because then, never mind. I'm not going to ask that because they're going to know now. So exclude all i'm about to say um oklahoma you know missouri um no i'm looking forward towards the sec i know it's a challenge but i mean again it's the best conference in college football regardless if you're oklahoma and for all you fans out there that's sitting here saying we're going to go undefeated next year i know exactly who you are and you know who you are please get off that week i mean i'm serious as much as i would love for us to go into our first year and really run the big i mean the big 12 run the sec realistically you know, I, I believe in Jackson Arnold, our quarterback, but be patient next year. That's almost anyway, picking as being the top dog in the SEC. Do you have a solid number one team, uh, Maggie? Because this year, this year, this past week, a lot of top five teams really, really struggled. Georgia being one, they finally pulled it off in the second half against South Carolina. You know, uh, Ohio State literally yards away from winning. Um, on last seconds, you know, Alabama, we always know that they're not up there. Texas, I'm still not. And I'm not taking a shot at them. I'm still not sold on Texas as much as a lot of people that are. Do you have a legit – or Florida State's obviously beatable and should have got beat by Clemson. Do you have a legit number one, or do you think this year is probably the first year in the new uh, college football playoff until it expands next year that um, – that we actually have a wide open field this year. I actually do think this is the first year and I wish it was a 12 team playoff this year. Yep. Like I think that this would be the best year to have a 12 team playoff because I have so many teams that I think that would actually be able to like compete and have great games. And also, can we please talk about how, how does Notre Dame have 10 players like on the field? And I wasn't even like, I didn't even get to watch that game because I was like, right. I was so mad that the I talked about this on my own podcast that I was mad about how the Mizzou game was on at the same time as the Ohio State Notre Dame game because I'm like people okay so um, small side tangent you're good people um were complaining about how bad the the turf looked at because the Mizzou game was at the um where the Rams used mm-hmm. used to play and the turf does look bad like mind you like it does whatever but I was like nobody was watching that game 
Like, oh, no. Not a soul was watching the Mizzou Memphis game. No. Everybody's watching Ohio State Notre Dame. Like everybody on the planet is watching Ohio State Notre Dame. It's going to sound like, bad, Maggie, but I'll be honest with you. I was more glued into the Ohio State Notre Dame game that I didn't realize you guys were one. Number one was playing in St. Louis. And if it wasn't for your tweets, I had no idea. Nobody cared. Was, I didn't know who you guys were playing because I didn't care. Exactly. That's I mean, what I was I trying to care. tell people. I was trying to tell people like, all day like sunday when they're like i'm so embarrassed about the turf i'm like nobody cared nobody watched no. like it, that game was for for st louis people and for the st louis players and for their families and for mizzou only we mm -hmm. bought memphis like we bought memphis out of that game that game was supposed to be in memphis we paid them a million dollars to play that game in in st louis i'm like nobody like two thousand memphis fans were there i'm like nobody even cared but yeah that no, that was insane that they had and I think they had 10 players on the field for like two mm -hmm. plays. It was the last uh, two of the last three plays. Like, what are you doing? That's absolutely crazy to me. And um, yeah, nuts. Um, but the most impressive team to me, honestly, in the Big Ten has been Penn State. I think they're super balanced mm -hmm. um, all the all around. Uh, they dominated Iowa. I think they ha they had ran like 96 plays against Iowa. Yeah. And Iowa somebody was going over i think i think josh pate like tweeted that but i was listening to the um to uh oh, what's the podcast like called um it's like one of the saturday down south podcasts and they were talking about how iowa ran like 30 plays or mm. something absolutely asinine yep um because penn state's defense is just so good so yeah really like penn state really like a lot of the teams in the pack what are they pack two, two? <laughs> the back two. The back two. The <laughs> really like Oregon State. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel really bad for them. I know. I I feel bad for them too. Um, mm. especially because Oregon State's like pretty good this year. I mean, they obviously just lost to Washington State, which I picked. Um, I picked to win last week. Did but... anybody? Not to interrupt you. Did anybody like? made up a, like a fake bowl national title game between these two, like the Pac-2 championship game or anything like that. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for those memes. I never did see any unless I just... No, I don't think them. I saw any either. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. Um, I feel bad for these schools that like don't... I was nervous for like Cal and Stanford. I have a friend, my really good friend, her brother plays at Stanford um, right now. So every year we go to a Stanford game. Nice. Co a couple years ago, we went to K-State... Stanford at um in Arlington. That was awesome. That was at the Cowboy Stadium. Yeah. Last year we went to South Bend for the Notre Dame game. Nice. That was really cool. And I think this year we're going to a game at Stanford. But then um yeah, so we didn't know what he was gonna do next year for his like COVID year. But now we might have some options, some yeah, ACC yeah. options. So I don't yeah. know. Well we'll see what happens. But no, I really like Washington. I Oregon. That was I I don't know. They they what, they I looked think really good. Oregon's defense held what they held. Um, six points. Six points in like 56 yards or something. And Oregon's not known for their defense by any no, means. <laughs> I, I'm not obviously going to bash Colorado because, I mean, they're a, they're going to be a good team, whether it's this year or whether it's next year. I don't really know. But Colorado really got Absolutely. Their depth, which we all knew the depth on that line, mm -hmm. both offensive line and defensive line got exposed. Dion said that before the season even started. Um, Oregon exposed them really, really bad. Mike. Mm -hmm. They they needed they probably needed that game, but it's oh, not absolutely. gonna get it's not gonna get any easier for them. I mean, 
I think they have. I mean, do they have? Well, they got uh, Lincoln US, Riley this weekend. Yeah, at at home, right? Hmm. Yeah. So I mean, that's USC's defense is. I've said this multiple times, but it's like Swiss cheese. But I don't think it's gonna matter. Caleb Williams can put up a million points. <laughs> it's not gonna matter. They're. It's a Lincoln Riley coach team. Just like here in Oklahoma. I don't yeah. care if he left the way he left. I wish OU fans would just drop it. I really don't care at this point yeah. about Lincoln. But here's yeah. the deal. Regardless if Lincoln was here at Oklahoma or obviously now at Southern California, until he he's going to be like a Mike Leach. Rest in peace to that good guy. He's going to be a Mike Leach. And what I mean by that is he probably, and I don't think Lincoln Riley will ever win a national championship. I just don't see that. And maybe he will. I really don't know. Could be this year. It'd probably be his best year if he does. Um, his best chance, I should say. But he's going to remind me of a Mike Leach, and simply because he's going to have a lot of these good teams, but without any defense, he could never beat like the Oklahomas and the Texases, and you know sometimes here and then the Missouris and the, the Oklahoma States and Nebraskas and all that in the Big Twelve. And of course, when he went on to you know other universities, but he reminds me of that just because great offensive mind. He just can't ever get that defense fixed and. But Mike, oh my, Lincoln Riley, I don't think – I don't know what Alex Grinch has against him or if he has something against Alex. I don't really know. Somebody's got a picture of somebody doing something that's probably not supposed to be doing. It's mind-blowing that Alex Grinch, even at Oklahoma, at Oklahoma it's mind-blowing that he still has a job, especially losing to Tulane, even though you know, no, no disrespect to them. But, man, somebody's got something on somebody because how he still has a job is mind-blowing. And yeah. if Lincoln Riley would get a D coordinator, that team would actually be really, really good. Yeah. It, it is crazy. You always hear about all these amazing, amazing offensive re- recruits that he's getting. Yep. And just not so much on the defensive side. But it's it's interesting because I feel like – so obviously he, he was at OU, which is right. in the Big 12, which has never been a defensive conference. We all know that. Yeah. And then similarly, I would say USC's – the Pac-12 or two now, I would say USC is not necessarily a defensive school. I guess uh, I wouldn't say so. Yeah. I mean, no. like, no. But I feel like if he would have taken the USC job, and I'm not sure if he was ever offered that. I You heard the rumors, but I don't really necessarily know. I think he could have recruited better maybe there defensively. Like, I think he would have gotten – I don't know if do you think Grinch would have think he would have went with them? You know, a lot of people, and this is what was mind blowing. You know, he was originally mentioned for the LSU job, um, Lincoln, and that's really what even leading up to Bellum. Um, and I believe I will, in sport, unfortunately, have to support the conspiracy theory. I don't know if you heard this one or not. That Lincoln Riley purposely lost Bellum because he's going to take the the USC job the following day, which would have interrupted that. Have they because they would have been playing uh what Baylor in the Big Twelve Championship game. And um so he would have another take another week and then you know, Lord forbid we beat them. And so, you know, that would have taken another week after that. So or a few months or a month at least. <laughs> you know, a lot of people thought Alex Grinch would be the head coach at Oklahoma, uh, had he taken the LSU job, because I know that was mentioned. Whether or not that was true, I really don't know. I think anywhere Lincoln is, I think Alex Grinch can be that one coach that he's just going to follow him. Again, I don't know if it's because somebody maybe they have good best buds. I really don't know the history between these two. Um, but I still think he's got somebody's got something on somebody. This Alex Grinch defense, I think, is worse than it was at Oklahoma. I mean, it's not good. No, it's not I mean, even close. 
So, and it's kind of obnoxious. I know it's funny because when I do my, um, when I do podcasts for KCSN, um, it's we're sponsored by DraftKings. Nice. And never, I think about um, <laughs> how, like, I have a futures bet and I have, we picked USC to, as a, our, in, as our futures bet to win mm-hmm. the national championship. And now I'm like, huh, no chance. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> not that I think that, like, I think they could score a lot of points. I think they could score enough points to win a national championship. I don't think they could stop a team from scoring enough points to win a national championship. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, man, that's a bummer. Um, uh, yeah, but so I, th- I think about that all the, like all the time. But I don't know. I don't know who would even come, who could come out of the Pac-12. I think that they could come out of the Pac-12, but I think Oregon's defense is better than you. Well, I think Oregon's defense is definitely a whole lot better than USC. Um, I think Caleb would struggle. They did fine. They did really well against Shadur. Uh, Sanders on Saturday kept him content, and I mean he they kept him all over the field. He was running for his life, poor kid. Um, <laughs> God, um, but and that's something against Caleb. I mean, obviously Caleb probably you know he's got a little more experience. And nothing against Sanders, but you know that kind of plays out. But again, I think they did the same thing with USC. I think if you know, I think they contain Caleb. If he can contain Caleb, uh, you got him beat. He's he's a beatable quarterback. Oklahoma State did it. You know, unfortunately, I got to bring that because that was the last game I saw him as a Sooner besides the Alamo Bowl, and I don't really count that game. But, you know, they did, um, you know, they did well containing uh, Caleb. So, I mean, it, and Utah knows they, Utah knows how to beat USC. Um, but Washington, uh, Washington could. Washington, another team I think could easily. I think Notre Dame, um, let me look at mm-hmm. USC's schedule real quick. I think Notre Dame can beat them. I don't, you know, they played really, really well, which I'm not going to lie. I don't think they would play that well against. Um, Ohio State, but you know they played phenomenal. I thought. Yeah, Sam Hartman's but, Sam Hartman's really good. I mean, Sam Notre Hartman's Dame's beast. Um, Notre Dame's running game is phenomenal. Estime is great, but they've got so many weapons in the running back room. So it's people were like, I can't believe you guys lost to Wake Forest last year in your bowl game. I'm like, uh, do you know who Sam Hartman is? I'm like, well, exactly. <laughs> Sam Hartman's a, is a phenomenal player. I was really hoping that Oklahoma would have went after him, but I know when mm-hmm. Dylan. Announced that he came back. I'm like, well, screw that all. Um, yeah. But um, but no, I mean, you look at Oklahoma. You look at USC schedule at Colorado this week. It's going to be interesting how that game, Maggie, turns out. Because, again, altitude does play a factor. I've been to Denver a few times. Never get altitude sickness. But I know it happens to people. And that's fine. People's bodies are Mine usually comes after I have a few drinks. Yeah. Does <laughs> <laughs> I never had any of that issues. But, I mean, not saying the next time I go to Denver or, or Colorado Springs or wherever it might be that it may not happen. So, <laughs> but um, I love Colorado, but no, I mean, uh, you know, altitude Well, you know, we'll see how that takes place for Caleb and, and for, and for USC, but you know, then you go to, you know, your home against Arizona and then of course <laughs> they go to Notre Dame. That's going to be interesting whether or not Notre mm-hmm. Dame can pull out. We'll see that stretch between Notre Dame and Utah. It's back-to-back weeks. Um, is going to be very, very interesting because Utah has their number, obviously. USC, this is going to be, you know, I can't really, I'm trying to figure out who, this is going to be like a Lincoln Riley, Kansas State kryptonite here. He can't beat this team for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, so we'll see. I think Utah's beat. Utah's not what they were last year, um, but they got their number. Cal, I'm not worried about. Washington's going to be interesting. Oregon, 
you know, the one, two, what are we here? One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, for the last six games, I, I don't think UCLA is going to pose, pose any issue. For the last six games, Maggie, I think it's really going to make or break Southern California. I think if, um, I think if they handle it well, obviously they're in the, you know, not just in the Pac 2 champion, well, Pac 12 championship for now, but Pac 2 championship game, and uh, they do well, then. Yeah, well, sure. We'll talk college football playoff, but I think that uh, looking at the schedule, um, Oregon, I think they lose. I think they lose to Utah. I, I don't. Washington, Washington. I have a feeling they're just going to fizzle at the end. I don't know. Washington's going to do something that's just typical Washington. But I, I don't. I don't see USC getting getting past that stretch and not losing at least one game. And if they do, I give it to Oregon. I don't think they beat Oregon. That defense really. Looked- yeah, they look. I mean. All around, they just. Bo Nix looked phenomenal. I mean, he's a Heisman. He's yeah. a Heisman candidate easily in my and book if, right now. If he continues to have the success he had against Colorado and leading up to that USC game, that could be his Heisman game right there. This has to be his last year, though, right? Like, if oh, he has any, he, there's, if there's any, if he has any years of eligibility left, I don't know. Like, I, he like, I, be like Austin. He's got to be like 30, 36 by now. <laughs> he's got to be like Austin Stogner, our tight end. <laughs> I didn't know he still had eligibility years left. I'm guessing he's gone. I mean, this is it must be his COVID year. I'm guessing because it's be. God dang, this kid's been playing for ages. Um, Feels like. Do it. you think? Do you think Caleb leaves for the NFL? Who has a number one pick and gets him? Wait, who? We gave up seventy in Denver. Oh, Denver. Um, but isn't aren't people talking about how like wait, who's the team that's like trying to? People is it Arizona. They're like teams are like. Well, trying Arizona to was, but then they beat Dallas, and that was kind of funny. Oh, oh um, yeah, they did Dallas. That was kind of that was funny. I mean, I can't say much. We gave up seventy points, but yeah, I've not seen a team play as well as that was crazy. Isn't that I? Everybody that was, was scoring. That was Sorry, <laughs> but like everybody was scoring. They're like, you get it a touchdown, me- you get a touchdown. <laughs> It reminded me of, of the USC OU National Championship game back in 05, even though it was technically the 04 seed. Um, that was just there there was no answer. There was there yeah. was who's worse, Vance Joseph or Alex Grinch? I know it's not a topic that I had in mind, but <laughs> since we're talking about how bad defensive coordinators are. Oh we'll man, tie for first. <laughs> they both know how to give up 70 points. So yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, you guys gave up what what was it, 60 something against Tulane, whatever it was. I don't know. Yeah. But no, uh, jokes aside, back to what we're talking. No, I think Bo Nix, I think he's definitely um definitely going to be, I think, done after I don't see how he has any yeah. years left to begin with. So best quarter best quarterbacks right now, I feel like are um are out west. So it'll oh, be interesting absolutely. to see. It'll be interesting to see how the how uh, the season plays out when they're Finally battling against you. Somebody, before we talk fan bases, somebody bring in Washington State and Oregon State. I feel bad for those two. If you're listening. Mountain West Commissioner. <laughs> invite them in. <laughs> Give them an invite. invite. Them in. Give them an invite. Just somebody invite them. Come on now. Um, <laughs> fan bases. We all love them. We all hate them. I got my love fan bases. I don't care about you guys, but you guys are cool in my book. And I got the ones that I just don't <laughs> like. And uh, Maggie, what are some of your fan bases that you either dealt with on Twitter? And I know a few of them. Mm-hmm. Or you personally, what have been some of your fun, fun fan base experience? Who's been the best and who's been the worst? Oh, the best. <laughs> um, the, It's so it's hard us. because... <laughs> The best that's so hard because they're like, there's always good fans that are just like spread out. Mm-hmm. Like there's great fans in every single fan base. And then there's 
bad fans in every single fan base. Of course. Um, so most recently, the weirdest fan base, and obviously we played them. So interesting. K-State, wild. I mean, like, to a point of, like, yep. um, like, har- like harassment. And, and I'm just like, okay, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. But, like, it's crazy to me. I don't know. So they obviously they whooped our butts last year. They beat right. us like 40 to 40 to 12 and it was only 12 because we scored like when the clock ran out like we didn't even get to kick a field like or an extra point like because we scored like game over. <laughs> game was over. Exactly. <laughs> like there's no time left on the clock to kick an game extra over. point. Just so move like, on. Yeah. So like they and so they had a year to you know to like brag about it and like and they did and it's like rightfully so like we understand like you whooped our butts. Uh, so then like leading up to the game it was like that and it was like well we're gonna beat you by you know the same because we're not gonna do any research and figure out what's changed or you know if you've gotten any better you know anything like that so like I and you know being a female and that that does a podcast and things like that it's it's so much different than being a male like it they focus on things and like different things than maybe they would focus on <laughs> if you're right, a different yeah, exactly. if you're a different gender you know they focus on your looks or they focus on your age or they focus on all these things and it's very hard and i know like a lot of women that just are just on twitter not even that don't even do podcasts they they get told things about their looks and so i always try to kind of like it's just the world we live in sadly it's just the world we live in i try to tell if like if i see like a mizzou fan saying something to a female about their looks i'm like can we not because i don't like when guys do that to me and you guys don't like when guys do that to me uh so let's not do that to other women um but case they 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 did they went they went hard in the paint they went hard in the paint uh the, the last the last month leading up to that game um, oh, you fans! They did that the, the, leading up to the the one year the one year pick too, and I get it because like when algorithms, you know, like my stuff shows up mm-hmm. a lot. Like I I get that, and yep. I you know I don't ask for that. Like <laughs> I wish my stuff happens. I wish my stuff didn't show up for other fan bases. <laughs> Rather, my stuff just show up for Mizzou fans sometimes. Thanks a lot, but... Elon Musk. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But I guess, you know, now that I'm kind of getting paid for it, I guess now I don't mind. <laughs> well, no, you can't. I mean, if you're getting paid for something, you can't complain too much. Yeah. Now, now if I'm getting a paycheck, I want it to show up more. But, um, well, you are definitely on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once I was like, oh, you only need 5 million impressions now. Okay. Bring them to me. Bring them. But, um, just wait till next year, Maggie. Just wait. <laughs> I know. God, yeah. It'll just get worse. But no, there's some like you guys have some like awesome fans too that are always um oh what's one of the um who's the tight who's the tight end from uh, wait he's a tight end from Nebraska is he a tight end who's the the kid you have from Nebraska he's a sophomore um he's from Belleville Nebraska oh my gosh Caden Caden Helms oh yeah mm-hmm. his mom's great. Like his mom's always so nice to me. Um, she follows me on Twitter. Nice. Um, I think we were doing some spaces together, probably like a, over like whenever he was a recruit. And um, she's always so nice to me. And like, um, there's a, a, a few women um, OU fans that are always so nice to me. And so you you guys do have some great fans. I don't want we it do. to yeah. like ever come off like there's not great OU fans because there really are some great OU fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's just some that I block and I just never have to see again. <laughs> So, yeah yeah I could see. um but uh, yeah like it's just people take it just so seriously and i'm like it's really not that serious like we're all just fans that love talking about our teams like at the end of the well, day exactly. that's all we really are 
And I'm never trying to like crap on anyone's team. Like that's not who I am. I'm just like very pro my team. And I try to keep it as much that way as possible. I'm never here to start anything. I'm typically, sometimes I'll like quote tweet somebody talking about my team with like a stat, but that's not me like trying to like dog anyone else's team. That's just me <laughs> trying to like correct you. Because <laughs> like, you were we, wrong. <laughs> you know, we can't be doing that now, Matt. I know. We can't be correct. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be putting the right information on No, the exactly. I mean, <laughs> but I'm trying to think of like, fan bases that i'm like i really enjoy interacting with um uh how's vanderbilt fan bases do you do they even exist um <laughs> i know one fan Sweet. one vanderbilt fan um and he's actually a guest on another mizzou podcast uh, his name is joseph he's another um he's a guest on a mizzou podcast that i know he's great love him i'm in a group chat with him on twitter nice. um and i have been for a while and he's he's diehard though he's diehard vanderbilt which you don't find that often so love that um i'm looking at like my sec list now because i'm like looking at my schedule and i'm like no 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 nope 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 i'm I'm sure they're ruthless though i'll be honest with you yeah all of them like no matter what like a tennessee probably the worst um mississippi state not bad unless you're an Ole miss fan Uh, Mm, like if you're an Ole miss fan they're pretty brutal i would say like they don't like each other at all uh south carolina they can be okay, but some of them are bad. <laughs> like nice. LSU fans aren't that bad. Right. There's some pretty good LSU fans, but you know, it's like any fan base. You're going to find some. Well, of course, you're right. Some crazies in there, but they're pretty nice too. So it's like, I don't think you're ever going to find a perfect fan base, but you're going to always find those people that are like, good luck, you know, before the game. Yeah. Or, I like my fan base, but a lot of people think we're crazy. So. <laughs> We I got nothing against Missouri. I think it's kind of funny because some of these fan bases is like, like, how can you hate Missouri's fan base? I mean, what do they do to us now? We do you know, have I mean, a lot I'm, of like. I'm sure if it's Kansas, different fans. story, but we do have a lot of like, um, like a lot of the things like this week. Did you see a lot of like the David Stones? Yeah. So okay, that all started just like one guy tweeted out the eyeballs, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they're like, but his account is a um, he's a his profile picture is of. Williams Wanieri. Right. So people automatically assumed that it was Williams Wanieri. And so like some OU fans were commenting on it and like thought that it meant that like he was flipping. And then it turned into like then a Mizzou fan like was like, oh I'm gonna like troll a little bit and was like and said something about David Stone and it then it was like it just spiraled completely out of control. And then Mizzou fans were like, well let's just keep going because this is gonna be hilarious. And it <laughs> And then it was just like, yeah, it just got, yeah, out of control. It was like on our message boards and the zoo fans didn't know, even know if it was real. It's turning into quite like a rival, like kind of a fun rivalry, but also right. like. You know, next year it's going to go down in Columbia. Oh, yeah. It's going to be like bloodbath. Hopefully not. Maybe not. that. I just want it. I just want them to be games. Like I want them to be competitive. Um, You know, like I, one of my favorite OU games I actually wrote it down because obviously there's a lot of not great memories of playing. Is it the OU. one of, of uh, Chase Daniel picking his nose? Oh, yeah. That's it's obviously is, my, is that obviously your, my is that favorite. favorite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's the one when we played OU <laughs> in 2010, and it was like college game day, and OU yep. was like number one in the country. Yep. And, um, you know, and like we ran back the opening kickoff. 
Yeah, I remember that. Um, <laughs> and like that to me was like, okay, like we're finally getting over this hump of never being able to, you know, win anything. And like, and it was funny because Gon McGaffey actually ran that opening kickoff back. And I don't know if they purposefully tried to keep the ball out of Marcus Murphy's hands because Marcus Murphy was a stud and everybody knew that. And Gon McGaffey was like on like the 20 yard line. And I was like, of course, like they're not going to kick the ball to Marcus Murphy. Well, no. And then McGaffey ran it back. But yeah, it was just like, I remember that. You know, but I have so many memories of like, obviously, I, I was in college during 2007 when OU <laughs> crushed, crushed my dreams <laughs> twice. <laughs> and really only once. The first, the first loss didn't really do that much. Like we, we still ended up winning the North and then playing in the SC, or playing in the Big, Big 12 championship, championship against OU again. Mm-hmm. So if we would have won that game as the number one team in the country, we would have still played in a national championship. Mm-hmm. So really only the second game mattered. And then we were tied after in the yep. at halftime. And then we just let Sam Bradford do what he does, do what he does. And Chase Daniels didn't do what he does. And he picked his nose. <laughs> Oh, how devastating. Who was, who was the quarterback in 10? Blaine Gabbert, who is the Chiefs back of that right now. Uh-huh. He played. He played the other day. Yeah, he did. I didn't know they he were up so league. big, you know, because Taylor Swift was there. So they had. <laughs> Do you, does anybody really care about that story besides Chief fans? And it is the weirdest. I think, that... I think it's for show. Oh, well, I don't more. even think they're. I don't even think. Well, well, it, even it, if they are, I don't think they, they will are. Be. No, they'll, they'll be broken. Up, but. What do you think they would even talk about? They have absolutely nothing in common. Absolutely well, no, because Travis Kelsey just whatever. He does his own thing as it is. Taylor Swift, I just can't stand. She just okay. seems... <laughs> I who's who's more annoying though, Brittany or or, or Tiffany? Taylor Swift, Brittany oh, Mahomes, Brittany. by the way. Brittany. Uh, like, okay, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I will say, but I'm not a Swifty. Like, I'm not a crazy Swifty. But like, I she's the biggest celebrity on the planet. Well, yeah. And so he has no clue what it's like to be famous. And like I'm saying that as like a massive football fan. She he he can go to bars and restaurants by himself, like with his friends or like something like that. And he can and like normal, you know what I mean? Like he can do that stuff. Right. That girl cannot do that. Whenever he somebody tweeted, Oh, he he took her to dinner in his convertible from his personal collection. All I could think about was she was probably like, Oh, that's cute. You want to see one of my homes from my personal collection? (laughs) Like, you want to see one of my private jets from my personal collection? Well, no, exactly. If there was a... Well, that sounds bad because if one guy's a guy, that's going to sound bad, but I'm going to make it out anyway. If there was a Royal Rumble between Jackson Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes, and Taylor Swift, who wins? Forget it's a male versus female. We're just talking about by annoyance because I don't condone male against female violence, and that's what it's going (laughs) to... That's I don't know. I still Jackson, Jackson have to or win. Brittany. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson. But also he's I'm pretty sure he's though. <laughs> I don't know. Not here to judge that, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm sure if they and even if Travis and, and Taylor is, they'll be broken up by the time he goes she goes Denver on like an international today. tour in like November. So I mean well, and he go. plays football for like three more months. So I don't Yep, Super Bowl then. Yep, good luck. Surprise she's at the halftime show. Oh, yeah. I had r- heard rumors she originally was, and then... Yeah, it's something... Usher. Forgot what it was. Usher. It's Usher. I guess we're just bringing back the oldies. Is that what we're doing? Hey. I'm, you can't I'm bring back... I mean, you can't mess Usher up... Fan. You can't bring... 
you can't outdo Snoop and, and and Dre and and Eminem's halftime. That, that was, was pretty awesome. That was unbeatable. Who was last year? Oh, um, Beyonce. Yeah, I mean, no, no um, Rihanna. Yes, thank. You. That was pretty cool. But yeah, it was interesting actually. Now that I think about it, because she was like a pregnancy announcement mm-hmm. too. So that was a little weird. Yeah. Even though she was big time prego. Yeah, everyone was like, "Do you think it, she's pregnant?" I'm like, "Yes, absolutely." I'm pretty sure she didn't gain that weight that quick. Yeah, I'm and like, if she did, yes, whatever. There's no doubt in my mind that she's pregnant. Oh no! Congrats to uh, Travis and some whatever you guys are <laughs> trying to do. No fan bases for me as we slowly wind down. Um, you know, Texas fans. I've learned firsthand last year, and rightfully so, they had every right to brag. They're pretty annoying because every year they always say Texas is back. They're not back. Usually you guys haven't. You guys haven't won ten games, but one year. Sam Ellinger made that stupid comment. So one of my favorite things is with Texas too is that they whatever their AD's name was whenever we left for the SEC and they made that he made that stupid comment about how Texas's worst years are better than our bad years. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And then Mizzou's all of. If you add up the years since like 2010, uh, the wins, the win count of Mizzou's football wins since 2010, Mizzou has like more wins than Texas has. And I'm like, ha, <laughs> like we have more wins. So clearly your bad years are not better than our good years because nobody is sitting here and saying that Mizzou has had like any, I mean, we've had one, I guess maybe two good years. I would say 2013 was a very good mm-hmm. year. 2014 was a decent year because we still won the East. And then no other years have been good years. I think we had an eight-win season in like 2018, yeah, 2018, I think. And then every other year, people have been like, Mizzou's terrible. Mm -hmm. So they haven't been good years. So Texas is just, they've been terrible. And I wouldn't mind if they went back to me. Well, they're... And oh, you may not do well either. I'm not going to sit there and say that either. We'll find out next year and we'll find out from years after that. But I really don't think Texas is going to do what people think they will in the SEC. I could be wrong. They may run the show. I really don't know. Um, it depends on how the SEC actually divides up everything. If it's a pod thing, I know that East and West isn't an option from what I keep hearing. Whether it's a pod thing or they just throw all 16 teams and you guys just beat each other up, I really don't know. Um, I just don't see Anyway, hold on the topic for a whole other day. I don't see Texas, you know, really doing much in the SEC. But, I mean, Oklahoma may not do much in the SEC. They, they may both suck and be like a Texas A&M. I mean, it could easily be. Texas so. A&M hasn't done anything. No. Like, I mean, not in the not in the two main sports. I mean, I think their women's soccer won a couple. Of, I mean, they've won a few, like, non-major sports right. champions. But football, they beat Bama a couple of times. That's like it. Yeah, and one of them was Johnny Menzel. That's <laughs> Yeah, I that mean, we're, you five, that's... we're 500 against Texas A&M since being in the SEC. So, and I love how they're always like, "Well, we would have done more if we were in the East." But the the two years that we won the East, we beat them both times. So I don't know what they're Texas A&M. If they were ever smart, they would try to convince the Big Twelve to take them. Yeah, people always say that about us, but the amount like I don't think Missouri would afford to lose that amount of money. No, exactly. And <laughs> if anything, I think like. We would try to go to like the Big Ten over going back to the Big Twelve. Well, and that's what I was kind of thinking because you know a few years ago when Oklahoma and Texas was mentioned originally for the SEC, that was a whole ordeal because everybody kept talking. Well, what about everybody else? Well, can what was it? Kansas? Kansas was a Big Ten. Tech, Baylor, OSU. Tech, Baylor, OSU. Somebody else was Pac-12. 
And I think Iowa State and Kansas State were the two left out. West Virginia, I think, was the ACC. <clears throat> and then I'm missing some. But anyway, um, but that was originally how it was supposed to go down. Maybe the Pac-12 should have jumped on that real quick. Yeah, they should have. I mean, they would be in a better position. But that's the thing is that people don't – they they get so mad, like Kansas and K-State, and they always blame, they always blame us. They're like, you guys left us. It was your, your fault, blah, blah. And I don't know why they do that because Nebraska, Colorado – Texas A&M all made the decision to leave even before Mizzou did. And then the SEC needed to add somebody else. And Mm -hmm. they, Mizzou was like, well, we already tried to leave. (laughs) So we already tried to go to the big 10. (laughs) So you you want us? Um, So like, but the thing is, is like, we knew that this was coming. Mm -hmm. Everybody knew it was coming. Those other teams knew that it was coming. And if we didn't get out now, there was a likelihood that we were going to be left behind. So if it was just being proactive and then you see what happened, those teams got left behind. And Mm -hmm. like I was looking at 2022, like revenues and like K-State in 2022 made, I think like $81 million. Mizzou made like $140 million. And that's with like, like I would, they're similar size schools. They don't like, I wouldn't say there's a massive difference in, I mean, Mizzou, I would say probably has a little bit bigger of an alumni base. It's, you know, it's a, it's a bigger, um, it's a bigger market with KC and like St. Louis and stuff like that. But like six, making $60 million more in sports revenue because you're in a better conference. I mean, you can't give something like, (laughs) like that up. Well, no. And it makes, it just made way more sense to for for us to leave otherwise we would be sitting we'd be sitting ducks and we'd be in that crappy conference because with OU and Texas leaving it's it's not a it's not a good conference and you 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 see what just happened with i mean OU just killed Cincinnati um well, K state just killed UCF well and BYU lost to Kansas no disrespect to Kansas but we're talking Kansas still and Houston, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with them. I think Dana Hogerson's fire at the end of the year, but mm-hmm. um, if he's not, he will be next year. But and as we wrap up, this will kind of where I wrap up is I, I don't. And I think we're starting to see this conference realignment thing, and obviously we're not done yet. I think I still believe the ACC is going to break up. It's just I don't know mm-hmm. what pieces are going to be, who, what, where, where, and why. I still think Clemson, Florida State would be the domino effect of that conference. I don't know mm-hmm. who to wear, but. I think if Florida State was, if they were smart, they would do it quicker now. But I know they got that stuck that with that TV deal, so that's kind of a bummer for them. But no, I think we're going to start seeing that in the conference realignment thing. We saw it now in the Pac-12, now down to two, and who knows what happened with those two. I'm not making fun of them at this point, but it's a serious conversation. I don't know what's going to happen to those two. Do they merge with the Mountain West? We really don't know. Does the Big 12 pick them up? We really don't know. I was going to say, I mean, obviously the ACC, I think they would have picked them up, but um, obviously they don't. They don't want to. Big Ten's not interested, obviously. Again, I mean, obviously, conference. I would highly doubt this. Huh? I mean, I guess go to Sun Belt. Cool, go for that. Um, but I'm surprised uh, the Big Twelve doesn't just pick them up. That's what I'm kind of waiting on. Maybe they're just kind of seeing how are we fit because you know the Big Twelve. You lose Oklahoma, you lose Texas. I don't know if you saw what the commissioner did at some. I don't know what it was in Texas Tech. He was having having some little rally or something or fundraiser. I don't know what in the world was going on. But he practically told Texas Tech to go beat Texas. He said, I'll be in Thanksgiving in Dallas this year or in Texas and something like that. He said, I want you guys to do the same thing you guys did to them this year and beat them. Dude, just realize that your two best programs historically 
and your money makers are about to walk out the door. And you guys bring in Arizona. You re-brought back in Colorado, Arizona State, and Utah. Okay, Colorado is a one-hit wonder. Arizona sucks besides their basketball team and softball. Other than that, they really have nothing out there. Arizona State, I don't know what they got out there anymore. And Utah, they're just living off of football, and that's really what they got. Basketball is decent, but not like it used to be when um, what's-his-name was out there years and years ago, the big old center. Um, I ain't going to waste my time trying to figure out who it was. <laughs> but, I mean, the point of the matter is you guys brought in – you lose OU in Texas and bring in those four. Yeah. You look at, and and- Randy – I mean, I mean, even with Colorado even coming back in, I mean, I think that I think Prime's gone after Shadur graduates. Yeah, I, I don't think he sticks honest. around Colorado. There's a program he wants, mm-hmm. and I don't know who it is. He's trying to get. Oh, it's in the that. it's in it's in the South for sure. It, it's trying to get in there, and I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. Alabama, but he's trying to get somewhere. And um, but um, I mean, I don't know. Conference realignment. We're going to see. I think it's going to affect more smaller uh, sports than I think it affects football. I think we're going to see a lot of these universities, especially the the Stanford's and the and the Washingtons and the Oregon's. I think it's going to affect them, especially Stanford, coming from a university. They don't pour much into the athletic department simply because they're not there for athletics, mm-hmm. um, and rightfully so. And so, I mean, I think we see a big hit on these sports. So we'll see. I, don't, I think the SMU thing to the ACC is ridiculous. Um, there's nothing SMU about the ACC, but I get it. It's a way trying to position themselves, just like at Missouri. They probably feel, well, we don't want to get left out. And cool. I don't know who else would have picked them up. I thought the Big 12 might have maybe down the road. Um, but we'll see. I think the SEC for now is fine. But I I wouldn't be surprised. I know I, I always keep hearing the North Carolina and all them. But I don't know. I'm about to be enough and enough of this expansion thing. It's getting too, <laughs> it's, it's getting too much because now you're not even playing everybody once a year. Now you're doing every. It's like, what's the whole purpose of this? But anyway, no, it's going to be interesting. I think the Big 12 I, and, and Randy Powers, Mr. Randy, the host of the uh, Damn Beast uh, uh, Bulldog uh, podcast, probably butchered his title, but big time uh, Georgia Bulldog guy. You know, he called it when he was on the show. Big 12 will not win a national championship simply because you got, uh, what was it, 16 teams, and none of them are that caliber to be in the race. So. We'll see come next year for, for the Big 12 what happens. I hope they all do well, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for the Big 12. I think that they'll get passed over um, if the opportunity to um, have somebody in presents itself. So we'll see. I don't know. All I know is expansion starts next year. Uh, Conventry alignment begins. The new team's in 24, and – we may or may not have uh, EA Sports or college football game. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> so as we wrap up, Maggie, where can the listeners find you at and listen to you on your podcast? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Maggie L. Johnson. And you can find me on my podcast at, um, the at well, I guess, um, at Casey Sports Network. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at KCSNU. Uh, which is their uh, YouTube channel for um, all college sports. And also that's their um, Casey Sports Network is the Twitter handle. There you go. Give her a listen and a follow. Be respectful, though. Anybody (laughs) I recommend that follows her, you better be respectful. She has the urge to block, and I will do the same. Because I've been (laughs) – I've had to do some of those. But there's a reason why. Sugar love, everyone. But for your host, Aaron Mike, you're listening to the Aerotech Podcast. Your home of the unscripted, unfiltered, 100% authentic. Find us on YouTube, Air Raid Attack Podcast, and on Twitter at Air Raid. 
podcast. Listen to us on all major podcast platforms and including Pandora. All new episodes launch tomorrow and every Thursday, same time, same place, guys. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Sports, life stories, general topics, but mainly football. Can you blame us? Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter at Air Raid Podcast and on YouTube and Facebook at Air Raid Attack Podcast. See you next time at your home of the unfiltered, unscripted, 100% authentic Air Raid Attack Podcast. Let's go! Let's go!